Well, the warmer weather really does make you just want to get out and shine, right? It's such a mood booster. So let's work with that energy and add renewed confidence with a little help from the Skin Center. It's Abby, and we can say goodbye to that winter dullness with a Diamond Glow facial or try the go-to anti-aging skincare treatment, microneedling, which stimulates collagen. Just DM Skin Center MD on Instagram or give them a call and mention the promo code Abby. You'll get $50 off your next skincare treatment. The Skin Center. Pittsburgh's number one med spa. Camp Hell and Awakey is the podcast that investigates a school for at-risk children that became a breeding ground for abuse. It was kind of like a outdoor summer camp where you would live in some cabins and do outdoor things. They always seemed to leave out the slave labor or as they called it, vocational therapy. Listen to Camp Hell and Awakey on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 20 Day Fiance. Hello, I am the heiress to the fortune of the uh, what most people know as the spoon straw, uh, which is popular with like ices or Slurpees. It's kind of like a half, well, mostly it would say 95% straw, and then there's just a tip on the end, like a plastic fingernail that you can use to eat slushes. Uh, that is me, Sophia Alexander. That is a really underrated invention. So, you know what? Yeah, That's well, plus 10,000 to, to you. I, so. Okay, great. Actually, yeah, that is plus 10,000. Okay. Um, and Early hello. <laughs> I am the inventor of the underwater Bowflex system, Miles <laughs> Gray. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Flowflex, right? Of course, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm no dummy. It's it's a patented. Name. I know, and I, and I say that stupidly. <laughs> actually, that's a penalty for me of two thousand, ten thousand, for asking such a ridiculous rhetorical question. We all know Flowflex, um, famous underwater Bowflex system. It's just that, that right. Just... Now, I didn't want to say it because, like, right now we're in a f- dispute, you know, about right. the name with the company that makes those pills that make you piss a lot. Mm-hmm. So. And I think you're also uh, Eric Trump is suing your company because he's claiming injury using one of your systems. A few people are actually claiming injury, uh, but he is, I know, I think the most famous litigant at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the people that are claiming injuries, I have to say, are kind of like Eric Trump quality, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. which means like they probably shouldn't have been operating the Flowflex. Right, right, right. It is. I mean. It is a pretty complex machine, but we'll get into that later. This is not a free commercial. If you want airtime, please speak with our salespeople. They will be willing to accommodate you with a 60-second ad. Uh, Welcome to the show, 420 Day Fiance. This show is a Mm -hmm. podcast where we talk about our favorite show, 90 Day Fiance, and all of its various iterations, and we do that while we are elevated. And today, we're discussing Happily Ever After, Mm -hmm. episode... Two. Two mm-hmm. called. Oh, wow. You didn't write, you didn't do your homework. It's called Caught in the Crossfire. <laughs> You'll get caught up in the crossfire. You remember that game? <laughs> the tabletop game from yeah, the yeah, early yeah. 90s? Man, they have some slamming jingles in the 90s. Yo, that shit was so. I'm going to find out Crossfire Game Jingle um, and see who wrote that. Oh, remember? It was the same time they had the um, mini, the. The mini wheels leading the way. You know what I'm talking about? Hot wheels? Yes. Hot, Hot wheels. Hot wheels leading, leading the way. Leading the way. 
Ooh, yeah. yeah. Such a good oh, jam. Oh, that one hit hard. Then there was Mighty Max, Mighty Max was the <laughs> other one. That one didn't bang as hard. Yo, Crossfire went so hard. Let's see. Crossfire uh, blah, 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 slaps. Uh, did you know anybody that was caught up in the Crossfire, the game? I think I was too poor to have that game and or play with people who had it. Okay. So we're getting into this episode. Um, up top, we have to address something. Mm-hmm. Um, a mini controversy, if you will. So yes. a couple of people um, tweeted at us and asked a very smart question, which was, why are y'all talking about Larissa on the show when she is also a domestic abuser when you wouldn't give Jeffrey the platform? Right. And we couldn't answer that in a way that no, was satisfactory one, we were like i mean there we wasn't anything up. aside from like we i didn't even up. think about that shit yeah no. what happened is originally she wasn't an abuser at the beginning of that season and then it was like murky and colt was being fucked up and then it took a while for all the stuff to come out and what we didn't do yeah, is readjust our uh readjust our opinion or not opinion readjust the facts yeah, yeah. Base between that season and this season. So yeah. um, going forward, we will only be talking about Colty, who is just uh, a regular kind of horrible person. Yeah, and he's f- in a way. As I'm far like, this as we know, he's kind of worse. I don't even know. I, There's no good answer, but it's the, murky right now. I'll tell you what. We've never not talked about someone because they're a piece of shit on the show. Like that's what Cancelvania is for. But domestic yeah. abuse is mm-hmm. different so i mean that's where we yeah. drew the line and, and sorry think- for the content that involved larissa so far and thank you for holding us accountable you guys are truly the best fans that's true because yeah we have to also understand that we are looking at these like any kind of crime objectively and that it just because of you know who is the perpetrator that it might be different than the other kind so with that said let's get into ladies this. can hit too is that what you're trying to say oh yeah absolutely that it's that yeah, women yeah. are you just were being as really capable cute about it but but that's what you were trying to say well not even that they're cute i'm just saying the perception that only men are the perpetrators of domestic yes. violence that it's only it's an exclusively male thing and that uh that it couldn't be the other way however you identify or not just the other any way person is capable of violence a lot of lesbian relationships also doesn't get talked about enough so with Colt, he is with his new lady, Jess, uh, and they kick it off. The last place we left it, they were at a bar drunk as fuck. And he's like, would you like to go back to my room for sex? And she downed that beer so sloppily. like She chugged it comically fast and that shit was dribbling down her titties. Yo, when it's coming out the corners of your mouth, it's such a strong look and it's i've never it's weird like when you drink like that i I respect her because once it started happening she didn't stop to be like whoops she was like nah fuck it this is what it is because i'm i'm downing this shit that Um, was like a cum guzzling situation that's what she was trying to channel she's like this is what i want you to think about while i do this i'm gonna let this leak out of my mouth and Uh hopefully the visual will remind you that, hey, you really want to have sex with me. And Not that, that he needed a reminder or she needed to rush. It's just That's a transparency hilarious. bonus for Jess. Just <laughs> letting people know. Uh, that's 300 points. That's right. Little bonus. 
so um jess they, is a very puzzling person yeah, I'm curious to know what we find out about her because I think she may have one or two secrets, which I like. You know what? And that is That's also a bonus plus to the concept one million, of secrets. Yeah, to the idea of secrets. Um, Even though it's not a person, just the concept, just one million points. Secrets. Yeah. Um, yeah, so here's the thing about Jess. Mm-hmm. She... Um, at first, we're like, she's not like Larissa at all. Mm-hmm. And then, weirdly enough, mm-hmm. she ends up falling into really similar patterns, and so does Colt. And then, wow, are okay. we seeing this like just a part two of the same shit? You know, weird. So what saw? do you what? Okay, so what do you what are the similarities that you see between Jess and Larissa? I guess I'm just seeing it fall into like him being controlling again and uh, the other person being unreasonable sometimes. And uh, you think she's being unreasonable? Well, not for like everything. Hmm. Okay. Well, okay. Interesting. I I think, well, I guess we'll let's, let's, we'll talk about what happened in this episode. So we, we start off with them. They had just boned basically. And he's walking down the hallway of the hotel triumphantly with his, you know, hotel room breakfast. Um, and then she's kind of basically pissed that they're having sex, but she is still basically a secret to his mother and what's going on is, are you ashamed of me? And then she finesses a water taxi ride out of him, which I respect that. Um, you know, just do what you got to do. That's a sightseeing bonus to Jess. Um, that's that's 2000 points. Um, but I like, I like the energy and on the water taxi. Yes. This is where you start seeing Colt become just shitty, insecure, suspicious guy who's only going to make things worse because of his insecurities. And asking, like, so how many, like, American guys have you dated? Um, Just, like, six or seven. And he immediately just assumes he's like, okay, so she fucked all these guys. Like, what's going on? Like, that's the only thing he can start thinking about. But also six or seven is a really small number. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like she wasn't what, like 304. I've been what, here either two way, days. Like who gives a fuck? You're like it's he's so he gets so caught up on this past thing. Like that's like a theme throughout this episode or just in general. He always has to like I think because he found out so much about Larissa and that made him uncomfortable. He just feels like the only way he wants to know everything up front as much as possible. But he's asking about like the wrong things that aren't relevant because in his mind he's just like. Oh, so you're just having sex with a bunch of guys? Because that, that was his response. He said, I, you know what? I think I'm jealous, actually. Was it like American dates or Brazilian dates? Just euphemistically to, to try and ask, you know, what her sexual history is. Who who gives a fuck? Um, to me, it's just like she gives a shit that his mom knows about her. Mm-hmm. But it's like a long distance thing, and this is their first time meeting. I think, I don't but the way I think that's unreasonable. And also, maybe because no the way ha- they talk to each other, though, or like the way they see each other as dating and shit, you know, like they both see it as kind of serious, obviously. But if you've never met the person and you're mad at them for not introducing their mom okay. to you, you're crazy. Okay. I'm sorry. Not crazy, but you're being a little bit unreasonable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So that's right. one thing. Another thing, though, I don't know what she says or does in this episode is n- nearly as bad as what he does. And he's just in Cancelvania the whole time because he's so controlling and he was like yeah, that forever. Mm-hmm. He's what? just been canceled. Yeah. So let's get to the part where he gets canceled. They, you know, whatever. He he wants to go to fucking, you know, uh, he wants to fuck. It's his last night. But she says, yo. Let's go hang out with some of my Brasileiras. You know what I mean? Let's go out here. Let's party. I want you to meet some of my friends. The second they sat down, I was like, I love all these women. I'm already in love with them. I like the Brazilian, one in the blue dress. I just love Brazil, Brazilian culture. You know, the word Jinga, like that in Portuguese, <laughs> that's like the magic of Brazilian culture. Like, I like this. I just like the vibes. You know what I mean? I think there's, there. you know, obviously there's just good vibrations. Um and it's so funny because their energy is so fun and energetic. Every Brazilian person I know is like always fun. Even if they're like reserved, they have it in them to like be lighthearted. And it's always a always a pleasure. And even when they start off, they're like so cold. Like, where are you from? And he's lost. He's like, I'm from Las Vegas. And immediately like, hey, Las Vegas. Ah, like doing all this shit. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I like this energy. But Colt was not ready at all. He was so intimidated, I think, by them at a certain point. But it was... My God, it was beautiful to see this man get absolutely thrashed uh, by someone who I think will be one of my new queens. Um, Yeah, the girl who's in charge of them, like the queen bee, is I'm Maida. all kinds of in love with her energy. Like looks wise, I'm into the girl in the blue dress, but just vibes and like <laughs> anger and just yep. fucking. Mayra, um, Mayra. Mm, Mayra is everything. Yo, you know what? Just Mayra right she now. She came Mayra. in with a fucking Mayra. That's Mayra. plus 20K yeah. for, uh, for being a leopard queen, right? Because she was wearing fucking leopard print and just going everything. at it. Everything. So she was great. They, so, their co- conversation is fine. It's basically these women trying to meet their friend's boyfriend. Uh, they know things about him. And the conversation is in English for the most part. And it's very pleasant. Okay, you live with, oh, who do you live with? You live with your mom. They have some opinions on that. And then at a certain point, uh, Jess just has to switch it up to Portuguese real quick. And it's basically like, look, this motherfucker got some bitch named Vanessa calling him. And uh, uh-huh. he says, he's like, he says she they met at the friend. gym or some shit. And Maida's like, um, since when does he go to the gym? Like, uh, so aggressive. I was like, whoa, hard. basically finish him. Okay, Myra, look, I'm not going to give you points for shaming savage, him like that, but that's but savage. That's shaming. Yeah. That's savage, though. She, they, because they get angry because they can already tell this dude is very, like, his energy is closed minded already. His energy is like, this is my girlfriend now. Y'all are just the girlfriends. I'm the man. Like he, he definitely had that small dick energy. Definitely, and uh, I feel like he and her had incredibly opposite um, expectations of what the night was supposed to be. Right. 
He just yeah. thought they were going to go and see her friends and like have a drink and then leave. And then he just gets to have sex forever because he bought mm-hmm. this pussy. But that is not <laughs> how women work. You actually didn't buy her. She's actually a person with free will and in charge of her own pussy. And turns out she also is in charge of her own time. And what she wanted yeah. to do was to go dancing at night yeah. with her friends and her man, which, by the way, sounds delightful. And if you're exactly. not a little bitch about it afterwards, maybe you could have sex. Have some caipirinhas, you know what I mean? Have mm. some feijoada, you know? Some mm. coxinha, some pau de queijo. <laughs> I want it all, you know what I mean? Did you just I love, Google this? No, I love Brazilian food. Oh my God, <laughs> I love, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I, I feel like that's the final frontier is I have to learn Portuguese. Um, you know, a lot of Japanese people in Brazil. A lot of Japanese. That's how jujitsu got there. You know what I mean? Because a lot of Japanese people uh, went out there. Not up on my jujitsu knowledge. Thank you for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, from the Japanese diaspora. So the the turn kind of happens when Colt started, tries turning the conversation onto like an examination of Jess's past because he's suddenly like, so what can you guys tell me about like her past? Like what's going on with her? Like what do I, what do I need to know about her? Kind of, he goes down this like road, and immediately her friends shut that shit down. They're like, "You don't need to know shit. She's good. She's good money. Like, don't worry about her right now. What the fuck?" They're like, "She's a good person. Back to you." Right. She's like, "You have a past. She has a like. Y'all, everybody is living in the present. So unless Mm -hmm. you want to gas up the DeLorean, uh, Doc Brown, uh, and go back to the past, I don't think we're gonna do that time traveler. Uh, so shout out to our friends. Honestly, that is a solidarity bonus with the friend crew. Uh, that's forty thousand points. Um, yeah, and so but then once- also they go, who the fuck is Vanessa? And right. then he's like, oh, she's just a friend. And mm-hmm. you could see mm-mm, that she's from a website was not flying with them. Yeah, and all he could do is say he's not from the gym. He's some woman he's been confiding in throughout his divorce. Clearly has something going on. It's like He always has a bitch on the side. He's that classic guy. And you'll always be like, my heart was broken, Larissa. Uh, What'd you do with my ring? She counseled me. And then he goes and immediately he's like, hey, Vanessa, can I see your titties? I hate him. (laughs) So, (laughs) So... Once he gets nafammed trying to get the cross-examination with her past, yeah, and they go, hey, let's go to a fucking Brazilian party. I I think immediately you and I both watching this are like, hey, yes, that sounds, I can only imagine. They're like, let's go, Brazilian music, Brazilian dancing, it's a party, it's going to be a good time. I wanted to see it. It's the first time that they weren't in stupid-ass Las Vegas. I'm like, can we actually see some culture? I would love to see yeah, some shit that's not exactly. Vegas or a hotel room. Show me. Then this or your mom's is sad like, ass house with your like eighty cats. <laughs> right, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'd rather just uh, probably. I'd, I'd like to go back to the hotel. I don't think I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna party. You know, I think we should go back to the hotel. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm just tired. I don't know. Um, and they're and they're all rightly so are just like, boo, this old ass man. Fuck, I." It's his last night in town. They can, you can fuck anytime. You can fuck after you party. You know what I mean? If you're really, that's it's not like you're gonna, That's my problem. I'm like, you can't stay up for another hour. Or let's face it, for you, probably yeah. like 13 minutes. 
I don't know what it is. Uh, probably because you know he, you know that he's not gonna pull some kind of secret Tom dancing skills, or he's like suddenly he's like a samba fucking genius out there. He's just gonna be out there, you know, being very very awkward. And so he's no when salsero they're trying to Tom. convince him, no, he's no salsero. When they're trying to convince him to go, they're asking him, you know, this is gonna be fun. It's gonna. It's it's a fun Brazilian party. You're dating a Brazilian. Come on, just try it out. Like, look at how it is. Like, this is something you should try. Get used to it. You're with a Brazilian woman. He's like, well, I'm American. She's dating an American, so shut the fuck up. That's minus one million, but it doesn't Doesn't get him because he's already in fucking Pennsylvania, just playing cars with Jeff Ross. (laughs) He's basically like, we hope it's not strip poker. (laughs) We need to fuck. That's what we need to do tonight. We need to fuck. Are you serious? That's all I'm here for. Not to fucking have a good time and try something different. I'm here to fuck. Ugh. It's that's why I'm glad. Such a bad look. Yeah. She, you know, she rightly comes for him, uh, Myra, again, and is going back and forth. I like again, we get this very we have to get this thing fucking etched in marble or something. And uh, for my Portuguese speakers who are uh, ESL or like, tell me what we've seen this twice with Brazilian women saying using men or man with the S men's or man's and controlling because Myra comes with the fucking quote this time because she's like, um, no, man's can't control girls. And you know what, Myra? You fucking right. That's man's can't. don't control Ooh. me. Bonus man's, part Men's doesn't two. control me. Wow, that's the right. fucking remix. Men's doesn't uh, control how many points remix. is that? Mine's glitching out. That's five hundred million. Wow. Yep. Mida, you let him know. Please, and no control. My life. She again says, "Hey, you're controlling people," and she goes, "Oh, well, like you know, we're a couple." And she's like, "Oh, now you're a couple because earlier you didn't now tell your mom." Now a couple. Damn. Myra. That was my favorite catch. Right. She's like Ronan Farrow on that shit. She's like, um, your honor, may I, my honor, may I refer uh-huh. you to a previous statement you had uh-huh. made that mm-hmm. where you had said that your mom doesn't know about her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me how that goes with your current assertion that you are a couple, my honor? Uh, I am just going to have to. Shut the fuck up! Okay, and take the L. <laughs> so <laughs> at the end. They get to a, a like you know fork in the road. The ladies are like, "Come on, let's go party. Let's go fucking dance it up. Let's you know let's do this thing. Let's do what we do." And they're trying to pull her one direction. He's like, "Come on, Jess, Jess, Jess. Don't Jess. you want me to shove my soft penis inside Ooh. you?" Even though she was like, "The thing I like about Colt is I am in control uh, when we have sex." Yeah. So she you did know what? You know, shit. shout out to you, Jess. Uh, that's another uh, 300,000 points right there. Um, you know, ultimately, she sides with Colt, and they have just a very begrudging car ride home where her friends are like, okay, do you, do you? And she's just is trying to be mature about it where she's like, I get it. Like, this is the first time. Fine. I think in her mind, she's like, next time is going to be a fucking problem. Like, she's like, I'll be, I'll, I'll go along with this now. I don't know. I think she was also like, why did we not discuss this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Like you saw me get ready. I fucking told you we're meeting up with my girls. Like you really just thought, I don't know, poor communication there also. And she never was like, I can fuck you after whatever. Well, she shouldn't fuck him after. He doesn't deserve it. Um, In no way does he deserve to be happy. Um, But then they're in the car and she's just like, it's cool. Whatever. Just give me a fucking minute. Now I just need to relax. She's sitting on the opposite side of the fucking car from him. Like really just trying to melt into that window. Just like trying not to be furious at him because she left but she's like still mad because that was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get him to meet her friends and he just embarrassed her. And so then she goes, please, no control my life. I don't like control. Mm-hmm. And then he says one of the most epically unself-aware lines in history on the show where he goes, so uh, sounds like you just want to do whatever you want. You just want some guy to just be happy whenever you go off and do whatever you want whenever you want yeah that's the definition of being in a relationship you're happy for the other person to have freedom and choices (laughs) what the fuck is wrong with you colt no No. this is why you're never getting out of cansylvania my man ever Ugh. i don't even whatever bye disgusting trash and then oh sorry last oh, thing he you, says you, just oh, you still wants, got something huh <laughs> just says just wants everything he says just wants everything her way <laughs> to be so blind and not yeah, see but, the th- but you oh. have to to be so like back like such a backwards chauvinist misogynist you know gender normative fucking turd monster like this dude you already have to like, there's no way you could ever be self-aware. So anything, it you know, someone not agreeing with you trying to overtly control their life is, I guess they're just going to like do whatever they want to like piss me off or something. I don't know. What a sack <laughs> of shit. All right. You know, actually, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, Mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. America's so fucking tight. And we are back. Uh, and we are back with another couple that has been... We've been talking about this couple for a minute, uh, and this is I've, such a bad couple. Such I have a bad zero couple. desire to keep watching this storyline. I'll just put it out there. Paul and Karini. <laughs> they are. This man has been in Cancelvania. I don't even for like nine seasons. He I is, mean, I think he was there before Louis C.K., right? It's been a hot oh, yeah. minute. 
he is just he is not a good father he is not a good partner he is not a good person partner he is just or a good son yeah he is completely like sort of self-centered pumps his mom for money who is elderly like that's so fucked up well you know i think i think uh that was a two-way relationship too like let's be totally fair she was sending him off to brazil with locks of her hair so i can only imagine how healthy that that he asked for he asked for i thought she Wait, she kept, he kept asking her for it? I thought she gave him some. I thought he asked her for the hair. I don't know. Either way, they are in a hair-giving relationship. <laughs> yeah, they're hair-sexual. Either way, whoever, whether you are asking or receiving, thou shalt give the hair. Is If that's a commandment in your family, then mm-mm. Who do you think would fuck their mom first? Paul or Colt? Colt. Fair. I think Paul would do like so, like weird, creepy crime spree on his mom's behalf. Ugh. Then, like, I don't think he's. I think he like deifies his mother. Gross. I don't know. Whatever. Why are we like even he would like? Oh, Why like did a you psycho put this thing where he would reality. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking those are like the biggest romances this season are those <laughs> men and their moms. <laughs> oh my god. 90 90 day edible complex. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, honestly I could but you know what between the two of them I could see Paul gouging his own eyes out first like Oedipus did. So Yeah, he definitely up. is more rational. Uh yeah. Colt is like steadily creepy and like controlling but paul is just these flashes of anger where you're like this is really scary what's wrong with you this man when his he's having a new child um and he's really ignorant okay for people who've never seen this before and you're watching the first time i mean paul is from louisville kentucky okay and now he's going down a ton of jeans jeans. um i'm with karini she's down a ton of jeans brazil Okay, and I brought a ton of jeans with me in my military footlocker. Uh, it, it's oversized luggage, so I had to pay $700, and I had a panic attack on the way here because I didn't have enough money on my debit card because I had, I had a bulletproof baby bag in there, bulletproof diaper bag. Uh, Forgot my condom for my penis, so no sea yes. snakes. I'm going to swim up there, but this I did man, bring a baby fruit proof baby carrier. He, the first time he went down there, insisted on wearing a condom to swim in a river because he was convinced some kind of river monster would... Swim up his penis and kill him. Ton of jeans is known for the penis snakes. Yeah. Got a ton of ton of predators, ton of bacteria, ton of ton of parasites. That's what they say. That's the AKA that I've heard. So uh the the diaper bag though. He's he's having his first child and his wife is like asking for like things to bring from the US to help for the baby's arrival that are going to make life easier for them as parents. Like Things that might be more expensive in Brazil that are cheap here that would be easy for him to bring down, like clothes or like a bath thing, anything, anything to you know raise I don't this know, child. Formula, a crib, a changing, anything like. Yeah, this man buys off a of QVC a bulletproof diaper bag and I believe a bulletproof Bjorn. Uh, so because I don't know he if it is, was from QVC. This is like if Alex Jones ran QVC. They sell shit like that, and I mean whatever. The he bought that shit. He saw that shit somewhere and was like, I need that. Uh, Because in his mind, Brazil, like he's constantly in the midst of a gunfight, even though 
at every every segment we've seen when Paul is in Brazil, he appears to me the most dangerous thing that I've seen in Brazil uh, than even on the the people he's interacting with. And then the one time that there was a shooting, he ran away and Carini stayed. So yeah. if you if you actually want to know what he's like when danger happens, he just leaves his fucking young wife. He runs. Just like in the last season when he proved himself to be a worthless dad who could not get a job. And she was like, you promised me you would provide for this family. I'm pregnant. Uh, he ran away and hid in a chicken coop. <laughs> also, I mean, if you haven't been listening to this before, you also know I'm very obsessed about how oversized his shoes are and how ridiculous they oh. look on his feet. And to watch him run away in those big ass oversized shoes with those white socks coming out. I mean, yeah. he kills me. Honestly, he kills me. I just hope he doesn't kill Karini. They and I mean that sincerely. I think she, he's dangerous. The yeah, I don't even know that with that clip they show where he's just like storming out of a moving car because he he does not know how to regulate any of his emotions uh they have a son pa or as i think because you know that double r in Portuguese is like a h you know what i mean but he calls him pierre and this is our son pierre uh, i got my, <laughs> and, and he's my firstborn and I'm trying to get him back to Louisville because, you know, in Brazil, you know, I can't really provide for them. But if I go to Louisville, I can use the power of my mother's loose hair that I find in the shower drain and make a Kachina doll or some kind of doll that I can use to summon spirits and good energy. That way I can get employment so then I can provide for my family. Um, I feel like it's the narrative that he is. I'm going to use in. my mom's hair for a spell to get a job. That's I the still problem. won't get a job, though. That's the exactly. thing. Uh, in Brazil, this you don't have easy access to This motherfucker has never held a job ever. Never. No. He's never had a job the entire time we've known. I mean, he did show. get, uh, according to his record, when he was trying to get a visa in Brazil, in the U.S., he, uh, you have been charged with crimes Terror, against humanity, humanity and terrorism, terror, activity, s- stalking, uh, ar- arsonism. So he's, yeah, suffice it, suffice it to say that uh, they are not good uh, at all for each other and she is stuck with him and would prefer 100% actually she's like one of the people who's like does not want to move to the US she's like no I like it better here like why don't you go and send money back full that's all I need you for (laughs) he's so fucking useless and not just that but like so Karini's mom has always been there and been really sweet and helpful Mm -hmm. and she has seen him blow up at her daughter and she does not feel safe like with her leaving with him and he's never once tried to like make the mom feel better or to thank her for helping them with childcare. He is the most useless, selfish, completely unworthy of a baby or anything good. Wow. He's not ready. He's That's not the, ready until he no, does not some work all. on himself. He's abs- he is completely irresponsible. And that's why it's so this it's hard to watch this one because you're like, we're looking at a relationship where the father, one of the parents is absolutely failing spectacularly. Like this is like the same, you know, Jihoon, the kind of dads who are just like ain't shit dads who cannot for the life of them do the basics of like just even being employed. Uh, it's it's fucked and unfortunately Asuelu like we, is the same way yeah Asuelu too yeah exactly I, was, I knew I was forgetting someone else too but there's definitely you know he has so much to do and his mom tries to draw a line this time because when he's like saying I'm coming back 
can I stay with y'all? She's like, oh, hell no, that's impossible. But I will enable you a little bit and just pay for a hotel for a couple days because I'm still your mom. And I do know that without the power of the strands of my loose hairs, you will probably perish. You ain't shit. Yeah, you're not shit without my loose hairs. So here it is. <laughs> I wove it into a lanyard uh, and you can use that for your keychain. So, yeah, she's, you know, when she tries to draw that line, he like regresses to this childlike relationship with his mom. Where he's like, but like, mom, like, I'm going to be a man. Like, I know you're telling me I need to be a man and provide. But look, mom, I'm going to be a man. Like, I told you, like, I'm going to do that. Like, that's Just what I want to do. Just get me the Nintendo. That's exactly. It. But here's the thing, mom. Like, before, like, I can be like a man or like transform into like a man butterfly out of this like shitty old cocoon that I'm in right now of like ineptitude. Um, I got to be impotence. a boy. Yeah. I just need help. First I got to you know? be a boy. So like, come on, mom. Like, help me right now, man. Like, give me like water this caterpillar so it can turn into a man butterfly. Okay, come on, and let me stay with home. And and I don't care if dad doesn't want to be in the show. I'm coming out here with Tana Jeans and Pierre. That's plus fifty k for man butterfly. <laughs> the concept of the man butterfly. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, it is a beautiful thing. Yo, that's merch, man butterfly. <laughs> I would but love it, to see that. Uh, what would you like to see? It's uh, Paul. It's a man like, with, with butterfly wings. wings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's like you got to do that to be like a good human. You know what I mean? Not like a toxic shit, bro. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to be a man butterfly, like you got to really, you got to elevate to a new level. So why don't we do him as a cocoon? Because he has not yet become a man butterfly. Yeah. Or we just don't do a shirt with him. I don't know what I'm doing. Very high. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know what? That's a 420,000 point bonus to you. Um, for business ideas. Man Butterfly could be a sick band, too. Ooh. You know what I mean? I could kind of see, like, maybe. What about it's like a takeoff of Portugal the Man and it's like Butterfly the Man? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, K1s, if you're in the record business, let us know. Uh, can you hear that album in your head? And if you can, send us a demo so we can start touring. <laughs> Please. Also, if anybody wants to draw a man butterfly, I would yeah. love it. <laughs> so far, nobody <gasps> has responded. Can to the any man of be Idris Elba? He's no. worthy. Why? Uh, everyone loves Idris Elba. Sorry. I also don't know if he's like you know. Sometimes I, I'm curious how much of an Arsenal fan he is. That's why I kind of roll my eyes because all I care about is since the first season of Luther came mm -hmm. out, I was like. This is everything. Yeah, I mean, look, I've ever needed. He's a he's also a great DJ. So let's not forget that either. Let's not forget that Idris Elba is a sick ass DJ, and I think everyone needs to remember that, and everyone needs to look that up and remember that too. Um, I think it makes me like him less now that I know he's also a DJ. Okay, well, sorry, didn't mean to do that. Anyway, maybe I should be a butterfly. I don't know. Let's <laughs> think about it. Maybe I should be on there. So when. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's plus one million for you being the cutest you guys of course uh, miles is the butterfly i can't believe i even thought otherwise please draw miles as the butterfly he is the, he is butterfly the man uh, butterfly <laughs> he always man. has been <laughs> with an acoustic guitar on my back um so when they you know i think that when that conversation ends the mom is essentially just saying she isn't very she kind of like signs off being like okay paul you know like 
you got to like do it full like or else like shit will be bad for you like we are really not really feeling this anymore uh he you know says the same shit that he says every time which is pretending that he'll get his shit together and then they cut to Karini saying bye to her mom uh, and it was really sad to see her and her mom uh leave that broke other. my fucking heart Mm. um and then she was like trying to make her feel better and she's like paul said we won't fight over there and then the mom says paul doesn't do what he says and my heart broke into a million pieces yeah Ugh, i was boy. like mom is right i don't fucking know what to tell you all right should i move all right, on i'm over yes let's go on to kalani and asuelu so we find out what his volleyball game was i wasn't sure what they meant like i didn't know if he was lying and just drinking beers with a bunch of people or, we both, I thought especially, but we both thought that he was lying. Yeah, but I have and, to remember, Asuelu is very innocent, so he's not really capable of that. I mean, he would not be capable of that kind of deception, at least right now. But it turns out he's just playing volleyball with like some other Samoan guys that he met like at a church function. And it's a very like very pure group of friends playing volleyball. Yeah, like, and so My they were fucking playing, notes- though. Are literally he really does play volleyball and then the yeah. second note is wow he's good at volleyball <laughs> mine is they are playing volleyball is what i wrote they wow he's uh, sick he's yeah. a sick spiker everybody was you know and some blocker, good blocking that was fucking dope some great sets uh it was really you know i could have done i could have seen some little more dig outs you know would have liked mm. to see somebody take on that libero defensive specialist role a little bit more seriously, but you know what it is. Uh, everybody likes to <laughs> play the glamour position sometimes. So they have a nice thing. Afterwards, it's like a typical. I'm sorry, would you like a volleyball bonus? No, no. I used to date volleyball players like all like the high school through college. I was. So is that a demerit? I don't know. What are you trying to I don't to know. Say? No, I was very one dimensional, you know, like and it was like a thing I was proud of, you know, like very shittily like. Nah, dude, I only date like volleyball players, dude. Oh, that was like a thing? You like did that on purpose? I liked volleyball players, you know what I mean? I liked the shorts back then. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be transparent. I was, you know, did a you know teenager. that other girls also wore shorts? <laughs> yes, but in high school, like it becomes sexualized very early. You know, like you're like 14 oh, and a freshman. I see. And then like you see like a height, like a varsity volleyball game, and like you're like a, you know horny little pubert pubescent boy and but you're seeing like 18 year olds you're like whoa what i'm in high school you know what i mean you're (laughs) fucked you're fucked uh anyway it only took i actually only dated two or three volleyball players but the last one she was so wild uh and she like low-key scammed me so like i was like i had to get over that shit real quick she Um, stabbed you scammed scammed oh oh yeah she was like always still really bad but well, it was Stabbing more like she was fascinating. She was playing me for like food. Like every time I would meet up, she was she like, was "Let's go eat." Me for food. Yes, always. And she could eat, dude. She was a D1 She was a D1 volleyball player. Like these were not and she smoked weed. Like we would get high and like, you know, have sex and like listen to okay, rap. Okay, now and then, I'm in love with her, dude. What are you doing? Yeah. It was wild. And she and I met her on MySpace. Okay? Wow. This was, yes, and this was all because we both liked the movie Belly, directed by Hype Williams, and I messaged her off the strength of that shared uh, like favorite movie, and she saw my pictures, I, we were vibing, you know what I mean? And then like, I should have known, like, after like the first three times, 
she was like, oh, can you pick up some food? I'm so hungry. Or like, we were like, she'd be like, when I get there, where are we going to eat? Let's go here to eat, blah, blah, blah. And the we weren't really connecting that much aside from like having a very one-dimensional relationship. And then after a while, I realized like we weren't even talking. Like it would be like, I would come by with food. She'd be like, she had to study. And then I would like smoke with like her roommate. And then I would just go home. And like, did you guys not fuck after? No, we we did a couple times, but the sex wasn't that good either. So it was just kind of like, it would be that thing where you know people be like moaning like way too much, like, like it's fake, od moaning, too much, mm. and it didn't feel sincere. It wasn't hot because it just felt like this, like it, it felt like overly performative. She's like, I better really act the shit out of this. This dinner was like five hundred dollars yeah. or whatever. She's like, like, I don't know, like, Miles. You're like, I'm, I'm on the other side of the room. Like, She's like, the I'm, what you're doing is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm taking my socks off. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I know I'm putting the weak dick down, but don't make a big thing about it. Um, but it was just like I don't know. We just weren't connecting like that. You know, you could feel it sometimes. Like, and it just sometimes it just feels like you're having sex because like you like each other, but there's not like no magic. Um, yeah. And then I realized, oh yeah, like I'm just bringing food over here all the time. Um, <laughs> I love and her. like smoking with the roommate and then leaving. And then being like, hey, can you like, can I borrow like a Nip Tuck DVD or some shit? Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so. What's her handle? I want to find her. Just tell me later. I haven't seen her now, but you know, you know what's so funny? What? Um, and I'll tell you because this wasn't her real name because I know her real name and I'm not going to say her real name, but her display name on MySpace, Kehlani. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love a good Mac uh Miles's uh past story. Oh yeah. You know, she had wild stories um like about like stealing jet fuel from like Air Force bases and shit. It was wild. Like people she she knew, I don't know, it was all kinds of shit. I'm watching you playing. trip off of it right now it was hilarious. it was so weird because it started it was like one of those things like where you think you're gonna like somebody and like things are happening and then it gets away from you you're like what's going on like what am i doing <laughs> but then you're also so young like it takes one like these kinds of relationships to figure out really quick like when you're not in a good relationship but it takes a while to like drag along and be like oh right 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 okay I mean, I think every relationship of mine until this one, my husband, I've been like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> and still kept going for like a bit. And I'm just feeding people constantly. Every relationship I had afterwards, always just take me here. I need to, can you pick up Chipotle? Hey, let me use your Uber Eats login. These girls are so much smarter. I just like meet a dude at a thing and like now we fuck all the time and are together also. Yeah, like that is was kind of my move, and I'm like, no, I respect Damn, the hustle. I could have been getting dinner this whole time. Fuck, I respect the hustle. Anyway, so they all that to say, yes, they're playing volleyball together, uh, <laughs> and after they play volleyball, it's like a very like you know after school special sitcom thing where it's like, all right, guys, great game. Let's all sit down and sip our waters and just bro down real quick on camera um so what's going on with you guys blah 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 and asuela explains you know he's you know it's tough with kehlani uh you know with the kids and having to do all that but what he's essentially is kind of like 
yo, like, they don't do, like, you know, chauvinistic, like, gender roles out here. Like, they don't do traditional gender roles out here. That's what I'm kind of struggling with, essentially, is what he's saying. Because in Samoa, he's, like, he's always been raised, like, with the woman doing, the mother doing a lot of the work. And now he's finding himself in a different place. I think that he also, though, has no idea about what mothering actually is. Because... He said last time, in addition to being like, yeah, well, the women just do it. He said it's easy. So yeah, I think right. he's just literally never had to think about, quote unquote, what he considers women's work. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's he's got there's a there's a big learning curve uh, with him. And so he really misses his country. And, you know, he says he wants his kids to really be connected to his homeland and he thinks of you know he's like he wants to take them out to Samoa basically is what he the conclusion he arrives at while talking to these other friends that he has and I think everyone's question is like okay with what money sir that's that is not going to be a cheap trip so you know he he eventually knows he's going to ask her as they go on a date so he gets her a little some flowers my love for my love chocolates my love for my love from my love for my love of chocolates for you but he said it's the smell of my love the smell of my love. And then he gave her uh, chocolates and he's like, this is the taste of my love. <laughs> he's, he's, he's so sweet. He's a true. Uh, so they go out on a date. Finally, you have their own date and they go out on a lovely romantic date to Fat Axe. Uh, on a axe place where you bar. throw axes at a um, target, which is cool, but read the room, dog. Did you yeah, fucking see her outfit and hair and makeup? This bitch is wearing a yeah. beautiful dress. Her hair and makeup is flawless. What are you doing? That is not That's, an axe throwing fucking thing. No. And you said it was going to be romantic. No, that is a minus 25,000 bad day penalty uh, BDP. He He's lucky uh, that she's fucking really good at throwing axes because she was like, okay, what's this real wet towel? The first bullseye. one was a fucking bullseye. She crushed uh that was actually kind of fun to watch uh I, now i'm kind of like you know what maybe i should i want to throw some axes i thought the same seems thing. cathartic <laughs> uh and then so afterwards you know they have their their sit down they talk and he says look i'm i'm worried about telling you something she thinks he's gonna say some shit like he's cheating on her but basically saying look i miss my home i want to take the kids to please samoa. mommy will you take me back to samoa please. that was this whole attitude please yeah. mommy will you pay for us request please, accepted mommy. Because I think Ugh. he ended the thing is like request accepted. Thank you. It's like for you're not asking for a time off. Yeah, she's uh, not a job, dog. Well, your supervisor. They, uh, they they're gonna need so much. Things the plank tickets alone cost three grand. Holy shit! And that's without having a place to stay. That's like not even mm. taking that. How much is a baby seat? Like you don't pay if they sit on your lap, right? If they're small enough to be on your lap up until a certain age. Yeah, I think so. S- so damn, that means each of them it's fifteen hundred round trip, basically. Mm-hmm. Although Ben Oliver is like gigantic. Mm-hmm. Was he gigantic? I feel like we haven't seen him in a minute. Either way. Love the Kennedy, hair on the little baby. Kennedy and Oliver. Honestly, from above. Angels in heaven. Angels. Okay. Uh let's take another quick break. Um, and when we come back, let's talk about another shit show of Andre and Libby, but we'll be right back.
To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a soap opera star. Gracious me, my car has storm damage and I've had to file a claim. Could it possibly get worse? Will my claims team leave me for someone else? Someone less intense? Um, no. Actually, when you file a claim with GEICO, you get your own dedicated claims team who promises to stay with you throughout the process. Oh, I've never known such loyalty. I can't wait for the second season. Geico, great service without all the drama. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. America's so fucking tight. And we're back. And just a quick um, comment. How much do you think does a cow cost? Oh, right. Right. Okay. I know we're our audience Kalani. has to wonder why we wouldn't cover they, that because we, uh, of course, participated in the great debate of how much should a goat cost. So yeah. I feel like it's just our job to follow up on our bovine. Like a healthy ass cow, I feel yeah. like would be three grand. Don't you think maybe more? I feel like I'm really overpricing. St- well, I mean, what are we talking stuff, here? Though? Like a da- a full on like a, a fine Jersey dairy cow. Like if it's if you can milk it, I feel like five grand. Five grand with the milkers. Yeah, like all re- all all ready to milk. Milk producing. RTM. Yeah. Okay, five five grand RTM out the door, ready to milk. Yes. That's my prediction. Yeah, that feels fair. I mean, and my first thought was like ten grand, but I was oh. like, no, that seems ridiculous and like sort of unattainable. Like, I feel like cows should be cheaper than ten grand. Like, if we're talking about livestock like that. But again, we're ignorant insane, people who don't know shit, and I I'm think. basing this off of playing like Civilization or I think, like Sim City. I love Sim City. I, I think ten grand is too much, but I also think like maybe. I'm overvaluing the cow because I overvalued the goat. But when you think about how much meat is in a cow right? and how much steak is, like one steak. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What is what exactly do you get out of the cow? What I mean, this is what we don't know. We don't know if it's a dairy cow. Because if it's a dairy cow, you can't eat the meat, right? Or you can, but you don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's like eating cows and then there's milking cows and then we sound ignorant as fuck and we should have just Googled it, but whatever. We're not going to K ones holler at us in the comments. Tell us how to eat a cow, which ones are good for eating. How much is a cow also? Yeah. And if you were like president of your 4-H club, especially, I would like to know more about the different kinds of cows. Thank you. All right. So now that uh, the cow debate, well, I guess we still haven't settled it. We'll have that settled by uh, the people, the K-1s. Let's move on to Andre and Libby, Elizabeth. Uh, their little baby is cute. I'm going to give that up. You know, I, we have to admit the babies and children are from heaven. They're angels. The child is an angel. Uh, unfortunately, the relationship I don't condone, but yes, fantastic. Shout out to the baby. So... She the their sort of segment kicks off with her confronting him about the whole last minute Moldovan wedding situation. And again, her point is it's not cool to at the last minute tell people you have less like a month to figure your shit out to go to Moldova for like a five day wedding 
and a lot of you have very young babies. So yeah, two, maybe we need to consider that. Her two sisters are still breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Like maybe give them more than a couple weeks to figure out and anything about their lives and their jobs and, and their businesses. <laughs> and he's such a dick that even when she explains it to him, he in no way takes responsibility. He just keeps no. not understanding and being like, well, but it's about us. And if they don't come, it means they don't want to be there. So who gives a shit? So Dude, ridiculous. are you not listening to what she's saying? They don't yeah. not want to be there. They're frustrated because they do want to be there. And you I'm, are making it really hard. And the fact that you can't grasp that concept. He's such yeah. a dick. He, aren't they rich with expensive cars? Living their fabulous he's, life over here in Florida? Right. So shitty and bitter. Well, because his whole thing entitled. is... Well, he uses that weird false equivalency where he's like, well, my parents didn't come to the wedding out here. So, like, why are they tripping about the Moldovan thing? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's just such a hard ass about this shit. When really, I think he just really resents Libby and her family and their, like, wealth in a sense. Because I think for a big part, he feels he should be as entitled to that money as Libby is. So if he's in the family, it should be like, yes, I see how his sisters get all this stuff and all this other things, although they like, seems like they're working or they're in relationships too, where, you know, the partners also has an income. Uh, and he's just sort of like, where the fuck is my like lifestyle kit, you know, that I'm deserved by this family. And that's why I think, and also that's why he, I, it also angers him because I think in a way he felt he was going to be able to immediately extend that to his own family, which is why he kind of wants to have this Moldovan wedding and do like this big thing and whatever. There's a lot of a lot of resentment and like these weird feelings going on with them. One thing that drives me crazy is that when they first were dating, the dad was like, I just want to make sure he's not using you, you know? I just mm-hmm. want to make sure he's not using you. And she's like, God, dad, we're really in love. You don't get it. And then every single move he's made since he's been in the country has been to use her dad and get really petulant whenever he doesn't get something. And then even when he does get something like a house to live in, still doesn't hold up as part of the bargain. No. It's just... Yeah. So next she uh libby goes and meets up with her sister and sister-in-law uh becky and megan those are their real names and they are having a little pool pool get together uh and i see you elizabeth okay uh miss two-piece after the baby Uh uh-huh do your thing do your thing and they they're just all having the same discussion again about they don't want to go to moldova also, shout out to them for, I think, trying to normalize breastfeeding on Yo, TV. Yo, two of them breastfed like bosses on TV. Yeah. It was fucking And I hope tight. it wasn't TLC also just being fucking salacious uh, because I also, we've seen how they like to misrepresent shit or, you know, different topics. So, uh, but yeah, shout out to them uh, for having that. So, the sisters, they're also kind of on some bullshit too. Uh, Becky is sort of like, look. We're not going to Moldova because it's last minute. Look at us. I'm literally breastfeeding a child right now. Mm-hmm. This is like a lot to do. This is not, this is just really, really reckless. Um, fair. That's fair. Then she's like, but here's the thing, Libby. Like Moldova is like the scariest, scariest place, place on, on earth. earth. 
and it's like corrupt and like the police like kidnap people and i'm like honey it's just like the united states you'll be fine her saying everything is corrupt the police is corrupt in today today i don't know i mean honey what what are you not aware well that's her thing you know that's uh it's just a very stupid, you know, actually, you know, what am I saying? Like, that's fucking be- Becky. You're losing points there, Ma. Yeah, uh, dude. How many, what is that ignorance penalty? How many, what's that deduction? I feel like that's a mill. Yeah, minus one million. Uh, you know, For just not recognizing yourself. that you yourself live in a place where the police is corrupt and the government right. is completely broken is well, it's just, ridiculous. It's like so ignorant. It's like, it's a, just a general unwillingness to not uh, examine the self. So, and to just assume that because you are white and rich and having a great life, that everybody right. else in the country is having the exact same experience as you. Mm-hmm. And that is why problems happen, because people literally think shit like that. So on their way to this and the sisters being already pissed off, you know, Elizabeth really brings the house down when she's like, yeah, and Andre wants dad to pay for everything. And they immediately are like, are you serious? And then she explains how, like, Andre is making her ask the dad, and they just can't, like, they just don't know what to do anymore. They just don't know. Like, they're just looking at her and, like, you have absolute, this is just the weirdest thing. Like, you you know you want to do it too, but you act helpless, but also, like, please stick up for yourself because you know this is lame. What the fuck? They're just sort of, I don't know, they seem very tired at that point. I think like how many times can you listen to your sister say shit where you're like, just leave him, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but she won't and can't and has a new baby with him. I think they're just like over it. They're like, we don't, we don't really know what to do. Um, yeah. And then the th- scene that really fucking pisses me off and makes me sad is the scene between her and her dad where she basically manipulates him into giving her money by crying mm-hmm. after yeah. he says that he doesn't support what's happening and then he just completely melts and says you know i just want you to be happy and of course i'll pay for it and he's just like i can't see my daughter get emotional and i'm like you bitch some of us out here with zero fucking dads and you have a dad that's so good you could divide him into several people and they'd still be pretty okay dads like fuck you libby you spoiled little princess the way the second she turned on the waterworks i mean he was shook daddy he you just knew what it was and she knew what it was too because she you knew she knew what it looked like on camera and she was like you know i just don't want you to think like it's just because like i'm crying you know because that's obviously what it is about Um, immediately we knew it it was so it, transparent and gross. Yeah, it's just whatever. So then she comes home and Andre, just as gross, is like, I know you got it. So how much is it immediately? So how much is it? Well, you know, the thing is, my dad was saying, yeah, yeah, how much is it? And that he loves me and it doesn't matter like what's going on because I'm his da- How? What's the budget? What's the budget? I'm thinking 15 to 40 grand, depending on which famous artist we have come sing for one hour. That's going to be about 10 grand. What is this groomzilla motherfucker talking about right now? Um, (laughs) Just gross, 
that it's like a chain of manipulation you know he yeah. manipulates his wife into asking uh her dad so she manipulates the dad it's just really sad and like i've we've been saying this for a while they are for sure in a weird abusive relationship like we've seen it yeah, before it's just weird, really yeah. strange and it's like yeah um the whole like it's just you and me it's just you and me like that whole weird repetition like doomsday couple against the world thing is a very dangerous mindset to get into like that especially like the way he was like telling her at that one point i was like oh mm -mm. and then he still and he refuses to thank chuck he's he's an actual parasite like actual parasite he makes me sick um and he uh was so giddy and already knew that she was going to get the money when he sent yeah. her. It was just really, really sick to see him get off on it. Like, I think it's really like a power control thing. And the fact right. that he can control her and control her dad through her, I think that like gives him a weird boner. He was in such a good yeah. mood, even though his wife was like, yeah, I just cried. And I feel really awkward about this. He was just like, can we get drunk and celebrate how we've just conned your dad out of money? It's like, no, dude, she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. And then he just like to twist the knife. He's just like, so I'm going to go big on it. The wedding. Right. Dude. What whatever. Hate him. Anyway, fuck him. Right. He's far. He's been canceled for so long. So oh, whatever. for so long. The fucking the Cancelvania sound doesn't even come out anymore. It's so mm -mm. so deep. All right, let's move on to Angela and Michael. This was kind of a entire bummer. Uh, yes, episode. the only thing that I thought was dope was that Angela, um, Angela's mom mm -hmm. wanted purple hair. Yeah, I thought she was pretty fly for that. And but for then she surviving said Auburn, cancer though. five times. Damn. Yeah, I did it one time, and I'm tired. I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. She, her, her. It was nice to see her. What energy happened was she was like, "Are you dying?" And she goes, "Not that I know of." Yeah, like you are hilarious. <laughs> there you That's go. That's plus two hundred k. Yeah, for you know an amazing sense of humor. All right, Mima. Yeah, she's got that. There's something about her. It was nice to see her a little bit more animated because normally they just show like locked off shots of her like wide eyed in her bed, and she sort of seems like like a non participant. But like when you see her talk, like she's she's witty. She's uh, awesome, but, and she's all the all the way there. And like I didn't realize that. Because they yeah. didn't ever let her talk. So just to see her be like spunky and fun and like a really good fucking yeah. so mom, you know? there's a It gets dark with her because, you know, Angela's really worried ultimately about what will happen with her mom's health. And she's just really, really worried. Uh, and that's tough to watch because anybody can identify with that. Like she's got no matter, you know, no matter how trash her relationship is with Michael. It's like, oh, it was tough to sort of see her kind of go through that sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing is she goes to the gynecologist because she, she thinks needs she to got a period. Mystery period. Three years after she ha she got menopause. She, uh -huh. And she tells the gynecologist like her whole life story, which is like, so I'm like with Michael. He lives in Nigeria. I'm 54. We want a baby. I haven't had a period in like a couple years until now. Am I pregnant? Can you tell me? And bless the doctor's heart. 
she just took a deep breath and was like, oh, nah, fam. She's like, you think you got eggs? Nah, like your ovaries are just small. Like, that's not that's not what's going on here. But she's like, um, actually, the bleeding is something you should really be concerned about. Yeah, that's not normal. She's yeah. like, you know, maybe you have an exploded cyst. And then she checks and she's like, no. And then she's like, fibroid. And then we find out she has a ton of fibroids. And they don't know if she could even carry the baby, even if she did get an egg. Right. So, and then they have the doctor talk and the doctor's like, there's zero chance of her having a baby, right? Isn't that what she says? Yeah, essentially... When it comes to her having her own child, the closest she would get is to just tote a donor egg. No, but I think she said also like the chances of that aren't good because of the fibroids. Yeah. Because her uterus is enlarged or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that would have to address that first. That's why she has to get an endometrial biopsy to to check it all out. They really hid the lead in that whole thing, which was that she might have cancer. Yeah. They're getting a biopsy to see if she has cancer. It's like, who gives a shit about any of that baby stuff? It's like, can yeah, we talk yeah. about the fact that you might not be here first? Anyway. Oh, so it was tough to watch. So let's move on to another couple that's back with a vengeance. And this one also got very dark. Uh, and I think we're starting to see a little bit of what this relationship is all about. Sinjin and Tanya um if wow. you don't know about them oh what a, what a roller really coaster took us on a ride i was a tanya stan <laughs> yes for a long time hard. i mm-hmm. really did i found uh everything about her down to her taking a witch class or whatever pretty great mm-hmm. until i was forced to admit that she is trash yeah but now I don't know. Sinjin might not be who we thought he is. Yeah. Seems like he has um, a serious alcohol problem, which he doesn't see as an alcohol problem because he said, quote, if I want to have a beer at 10 a.m., I'm going to have a beer at 10 a.m. And, you know, um, why the fuck not? That's the kind of life, you know, I want to lead. Like, if if I want to do it, then why not? Yeah. So in the season before, they did kind of touch on it. I remember when Missy, his her, her mother, was complaining that Sinjin was drinking her Jack Daniels because she had a big-ass Costco Jack Daniels that Sinjin was tapping while she was at work at her union fucking carpenter construction gig. Missy does not play. She she fucking, she works hard. She comes home. She needs her fucking whiskey. And when it's light every time and she realizes it's Sinjin, it became an issue. But that was all we heard. Uh, she was like, then, buy uh, your own shit. But we were also like, he's isolated. He's living with his mother-in-law. His wife yeah. has gone on her witch class. He doesn't have right. anyone to talk to. It makes sense he's getting drunk. But now right. that just might have been a preview of what's like a serious problem. Yeah. Because so, apparently for, at his old job, right? Yeah. He had an he, issue. He was getting so drunk. He, As he said, he would have maybe, maybe I had a few too many shots with the customers and... I would get wild and get rowdy when he meant is like destroying furniture because he'd get so angry and drunk. Um, in case this sounds like a little bit funny, it's not funny because at one point they go, was the chair breaking accidental? And he said, no, I got mad at some people. Yeah. This isn't him as a customer in a bar, which would still be 
fucked up and inappropriate. This is him as a bartender at a yeah. bar. Yeah. Fighting it's- customers and breaking chairs. So other- this isn't good. The other thing that he touches on, there's like one line that he said, like, because she was always, you know, a lot of, they touch on like their past relationship, which is already a mess. Uh, there was, you know, such hits like Soulgate over whether or not he was the soulmate. Uh, and she believed that her her first boyfriend was her soulmate and that caused this entire problem and it was just ridiculous. Um, but now this the focal point was really about it seemed like they were having these real big arguments fundamentally about his drinking where she would be like, look, I drink a lot. So for me to say that you, you have a drink drinking a problem, yeah. holy shit. And she's like, and I can own like I'm owning it. Uh, but this is this is also a problem. So who knows if she's also struggling with her drinking, too. But the thing that he says, he goes, look, yeah, I've lost shoes, shirts, relationships, phones, motorcycles because of drinking. I'm like, and uh, that's, that's how you know you have a problem. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty casual. And um, also relationships didn't come first. Maybe sit with that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. It. So we'll see what happens. It seems like it's going to be a uh, that's like an issue because a lot of the things they're touching on in the preview of the season seem like he was coming home like wasted and sort of kind of pretending he was sober for the camera. And the other thing, like what we found out, too, is that he got just shit faced before the wedding and showed up to the wedding drunk. And then the whole time it was weird because the way they cut it was sort of like. Tanya was like bumbling in the backyard and it was so last minute, but maybe that was just something they, you know, like anything, if you're sort of seeing someone for the first time, you're not quite sure if they're having a problem or something, or they're just adjusting and it's their wedding day. And then maybe now the producers And you also like, don't want to oh, fight because no. it's your wedding. You're like, I want to remember this and well, and yeah, mm. you hate to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a that was a long episode, uh, but there's more to come because that was only episode two, and based on that preview, there's plenty, plenty more to come. Uh, and if you want to check out the other version of the show, uh, we also release there'll be another episode on Thursday tomorrow because uh, the show comes out Wednesday, uh, where we'll be talking about 90 Day Fiance the other way, uh, which is another show because there are so many 90 Day shows right now. We're blessed. Uh, and stressed it's honestly too much trash and too much sadness but that is what the time we live in you know (laughs) trashness yeah it is Mm -hmm. what it is uh so if you want to follow us please follow us please write a review please subscribe please tell your friends if you know other people that like 90 day fiance be like this is the best one i don't care what you say listen to this one they're the funniest uh and you can find us on twitter and instagram at 420 day fiance at 420 day fiance so follow us there send us some messages tell us what the cow market is like can you eat the milkers can you eat the regular ones what's the deal please inform us we would love some cow pinions yeah we would love (laughs) you hate me bovinions bovinion whatever um you can follow me miles gray on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, and that's spelled with an A. And you can listen to me on the Daily Zeitgeist every morning um, with Jack O'Brien. And I also really think you should get my friend Sophia's album Father's Day. Mm-hmm. It's out right now. You really, I really think you should do that. 
Um, yeah, and you can actually get my album on iTunes pretty much anywhere. <laughs> um, and if you didn't know, it was number one on the iTunes comedy charts, uh, meaning it was the number one album um, <laughs> in the world. So, you know, please recognize that. Uh, real recognize real. Um, but yes, if you're kind of interested in my other pursuits, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Sophia S O F I Y A, and on my other podcast, Private Parts Unknown, with my co-host Courtney Kosa. So do that. And also check out my album, please. It's super funny. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Till next time, which will just be tomorrow. I guess we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Oh, hey, you. It's Nicole Lappin, New York Times bestselling author, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand, and now the host of the new iHeartRadio daily podcast, Money Rehab. So here's the deal. I'm going to rehab your wallet so that you can get your financial life together once and for all. Trust me, I know money talk can be scary, and that's why my episodes are just 10-ish minutes. No frills, just bite-sized tips and tricks so you waste no time. Because time is money. And here at Money Rehab, you're not just a listener. I want you to come on the show. Ask me your burning money questions and I'll answer them. Nothing is off limits. Listen to Money Rehab on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The time for your intervention is now. So let's make some change. 